is gonna be the end. Here at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, we're oh. looking for three glorious DDTs, but Guys, with WrestleMania looming so close, momentum is so very important to these superstars. Now maybe Kane can get the job done with that choke. Oh, no, oh. but referee, the official's view is obstructed. Right. Thumb to the eye, future shock DDT. And McIntyre took advantage. One, two, Drew McIntyre oh. retains the Intercontinental Championship. That was brilliant. And as we pick up the pieces, I can safely tell you that our WhatsApp voice note number is up and running. Uh, it is 0605842250. So use that, utilize it at any stage of the show. Uh, anything that does come to mind, uh, 0605842250. You've also got an exciting conversation, as you heard in that um, opening commentary that we played for you a short while ago. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to be chatting to him, Drew McIntyre. The two-time WWE champion, also one-time NXT champion, one-time WWE intercontinental champion, and also a two-time WWE Raw tag team champion. I can go on and on and on. That is just uh, how much uh, he has as far as achievement is concerned. And I think if you do follow... The beautiful sport, they call it entertainment sport, yeah, of wrestling. You would know exactly who I'm talking about. Very aggressive mentality. Uh, you know, some say a bit of a harsh Scottish accent uh, would strike fear into any man. Now, if you are new to WWE, uh, you'd almost be expected to accept Drew McIntyre as that uh, prototypical superstar now when he first arrived on the scene that was back in 2007 uh, there was literally no beard there was no intimidating slick backed hair just a young man trying to make a name for himself after years of blood sweat and tears it was as simple as that now he looks meaner he looks tougher and most importantly he looks more dangerous than ever before I'm not even sure if I'll be able to get through this conversation that I'm going to be having with him just now. And he immediately grabbed the audience by the scruff of their necks through uh, the improved mic skills that he had. Also, when you look at the clinical in-ring performances that he does have, he's also a two-time WWE champion. And that's the important thing. And when I mention that he's a one-time NXT champion, a one-time WWE Intercontinental champion, and also two-time WWE Raw Tag Team Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Drew McIntyre. And good evening. Welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide. Drew, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thank you for that awesome intro right there. 
I try, you know, as much as we're on radio, we, we always have to live up to your high expectation as well. How's 2021, firstly? And I've got to salute you for getting into the brand new year, given all of the struggles that we're all having around the world. How are you coping, Drew? Uh, well, I mean, 2021, um, thus far uh, in the world of WWE, has been successful for Drew McIntyre on the very first show of the year. I defended my WWE Championship on Monday Night Raw against Keith Lee in the main event. And I had a new challenge come out to the ring. I'm not sure if everybody remembers Goldberg from WCW fame, a Hall of Famer, a very successful wrestler, came out at the end of the show and tried to challenge me. Goldberg's not quite in his prime right now, so I'm letting him know that fighting him would be like fighting my dad. And he was a little upset, pushed me on my butt. And I got in his face a little bit, so I'm kind of curious how that's going to play out. So 2021 could be interesting in WWE. And, and just give another sporting codes again, uh, Drew, when you look at them, and it's, it's been such a different world, no fans that have been attending. Um, how are you finding WWE in terms of just uh, aligning themselves to coronavirus and COVID-19? Yeah, I mean, it's been a very interesting time, um, you know if I go back to you know, the height of the pandemic when every other sport and entertainment shut down, uh, WWE decided we were going to push forward. We're going to bring the world, you know, our biggest show of the year, WrestleMania, over two days because we felt strongly, right to the top, Vincent Mann felt strongly the world needed an escape when everybody was on serious lockdown and we were going to be the only original content in the world. We brought the world WrestleMania over two days. Um, I was the main event of WrestleMania, and you know, you told a little bit about my story. You know, I've got a feel-good story, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a very Rocky Balboa story. I was fighting Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship and me beating him, achieving my life goal of winning the WWE title. We put a lot of smiles on a lot of faces. So we had WrestleMania in front of no fans instead of 90,000 fans, which was the original plan. And I heard the feedback. Uh, we got 14 million social media interactions over two days, up 60% from the year prior. Like There's a whole lot of people that were watching that show, a whole lot of people that were entertained, and we continued to push forward, bringing the world original content when there was nothing else going on in the world. And that's some of the proudest times I've had, is keeping people smiling. we got a lot of friends across the world, in America, in the UK, in Europe, in Africa, in Australia, that were telling me, you know, thank you for doing what y'all are doing right now. You know, having some mental health issues, and this is really helping us get through but as, you know, other sports started to open up, we realized that we weren't going to get fans in the building. We realized that we have to you know, WWE things up a little bit. So in August, we created the WWE Thunderdome. So we were performing in front of no fans, and then suddenly we decided we're getting the fans back in the building. We brought them back virtually. We over, have over 1,000 screens, 1,000 fans in the building virtually, screaming and reacting in real time in their homes. The lights, lasers, pyro, everything you expect from WWE. So right now, we've got a really cool setup, and things at WWE are pretty exciting. But I can't wait to get the signs back in the building, that's for sure. I think absolutely. Uh, we, we all can't wait for that. But what does it mean to you, though, Drew, when you, when you do find out that you've had over, what, 40 million uh, social media interactions at such a time and also people just yearning, wanting to get all of this content, like you say, which is entertaining at the same time. But 40 million, that is a massive number. So, yeah, like 14 million social media interactions over two days for two days of WrestleMania is astronomical. But the biggest thing I took away was we did the right thing. 
you know, given the world hey, WrestleMania and hearing the positive feedback, you know, that's probably the proudest thing I've ever done in my entire career because we're in times we've never been in before. And even though I was a little upset, I finally had achieved my life's goal. I was main event in WrestleMania. It was in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, 90,000. That's 90,000. People were going to be there, family, friends. When I got told it wasn't going to happen, I was very angry at first until I realized the gravity of the COVID situation, how much it was really affecting people. And it changed my mindset completely. I said, no, we're doing something really cool, really positive here. And when I hear numbers like that, when I hear positive feedback like I did, you know, I realized that's probably the biggest thing I'll ever do possibly in my life, never mind my career, was keeping people entertained and keeping their minds active during such a negative time. I mean, you could have dropped your head if you go back to 2007, Drew, uh, when you made your debut uh, in the WWE with uh, Dave Taylor as well as Brett Major um, having come up again. What is the feeling like then on that day, on the 12th of October, when you set foot and you, I mean, I try to describe you as a completely different person to what you are right now, uh, but what was the mindset then compared to Drew today in 2021? Yeah, I mean, true back then, um, I'd literally just been signed from Scotland. I was the first ever Scotsman signed to WWE. I'd been in America for three weeks. Like, I'd been in, like, put it in perspective, four weeks prior to when I debuted on SmackDown television, I was at university sitting with my fellow students. <laughs> and then four weeks later, I was suddenly on WWE television wondering what the heck is going on. I was not prepared for that moment. As you mentioned, look-wise, like I currently looked like I'd beaten the previous version of myself. <laughs> I was like 21, <laughs> 22 years old at the time. And mentally, I just wasn't ready at the time. It was so much. You know, WWE is so big. There's so much going on. It's live television. There's a lot you have to learn you know, to put on a compelling performance for the audience. And I wasn't ready for the pressures, especially, you know, the things, you know, I deal with today as WWE champion, as WWE brand ambassador. The reason I'm able to do it and do it within, you know, a COVID environment and lead the company forward is because of all the lessons I learned, especially during my downtime. And I tried to tell people out there, you know, if you're going through some difficult times, trust me, everything is a lesson. I've been knocked down more times than I can count. And I've learned from every single time. It's made me stronger physically. It's made me stronger mentally. And I wouldn't be able to be the man I am today without those lessons, without those hard times. Yeah, and, and I mean, everybody talks about that release uh, from the biggest wrestling promotion in the world uh, back in 2014, uh, being released by uh, the WWE. Again, it takes a little bit of mental fortitude and mental strength again, Drew, uh, to see your way through it all. What besides the big numbers, what besides the adulation, what besides the fact that so many people around the world really look up to you as a role model, look up to you as somebody um, that, I don't know, I think even kids aspire to be a you one day. But what about that journey, especially when the negatives come in, keep you going? Um, no, what kept me going is uh, a number of things, um, I guess. First and foremost, I understood when I got fired that it was on me. You know, this was my dream, and I got lost in the bubble. I got a little complacent, and I felt like the world owed me something, but it really didn't. This was my dream. I'd have been happy to be the water boy in the beginning, and I really lost perspective. But I got fired, I had to look myself in the mirror and say, Drew, you weren't giving it your all. And you have to be honest with yourself. <clears throat> from this day forward, you're going to work as hard as you can from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, and before you go to bed, you'll look in that mirror and say, did I give it my all? And if you lie, you're only lying to yourself. 
it totally changed my mentality of how hard I was going to work. You know, a great support system. My family have always been there for me. Uh, my wife uh, just always believed in me, especially during those times. Like I was working so, so hard, you know, fighting for my dreams, and I wasn't home all the time. And she held the fort at home, believed in me, and kept pushing me, and believed that I could get back to WWE, that I could be WWE champion. And I think my fans, um, old fans have been with me the whole time, new fans, you know, that I've kind of got with me is they can see themselves in me. You know, they see something relatable. Even though I'm larger than life, I'm 6'5", 270 pounds. You know, I'm just a kid living his dream that refused to give up. I think people see that, and I tell them all the time, just if your dream's to be whatever, you don't have to want to be WWE champion. You can want to get the office promotion. Um, you can be a kid, and you can have big dreams, and people can tell you it's silly. They told me my dreams were silly, too. Whatever your dream is, as small as it is, as big as it is, as ridiculous as it may be, if you believe in yourself, if you work hard, and you answer to that person in the mirror and block out the negativity, you can do absolutely anything. Drew McIntyre is proof. Yeah, I mean, just from what you're saying, Drew, I can tell that from, you know, from the get-go, maybe from the time you left the maternity ward, uh, when you were brought into this earth, there was just something sporty about you. Uh, big decisions had to be made. Um, everybody thought that you were going to become a football player, uh, but then big choices had to be made. It wasn't going to be football. It was going to be wrestling. What, what is that one thing that was the determining factor between making decision A, football, making decision B, which was wrestling? I mean, there's a couple of things. Um, number one is wrestling was my like passion, my dream. Like I love football I have so much, I still do to this day. But wrestling just consumed me. Like there was times where before I would play football um, on Saturday or Sunday, my games, I would be watching wrestling videos to get motivated to go and play football matches. Like wrestling just dominated my thoughts nonstop. It just was so far away. It was such an American thing. I was still trying to figure out how I was going to be the first ever Scotsman to do it. So aside the fact that it was my, my true passion, in my very last football game, I technically got sent off. And <laughs> like there was a bit, a bit of an incident where, um, like, first of all, I got yellow carded, and I deserved to get sent off for the yellow card. It was a double foot challenge. I probably should have got sent off, but I didn't. And then on the red card, my opponent, uh, one of the players, ran into my shoulder. As I was turning one way, they were running the other way, and I knocked them unconscious. Not my fault. They ran into my shoulder. So then I got sent <laughs> off for that one, and I was a little bit upset. Um, I may have tried to fight the, the full-grown referee. I was 16 at the time. Took off my shirt, threw it at him, tried to fight the ref and the whole team, and everyone had to pull me off the pitch. So I think that was the day where I decided I'm probably more suited to wrestling. <laughs> I don't think you'd have survived today when it comes to VAR. That's one thing for sure. It would have been very difficult no. to get away with such a tackles. Uh, they would have caught everything I was up to behind the ref's back. <laughs> now, just looking at last year, though, Drew, I mean, you, you managed to defeat uh, Brock Lesnar to become the first ever WWE champion from the UK. Now, firstly, what did that mean to you, you know, being able to achieve that and also to literally represent the UK in this way. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, I'm shocked that nobody had done it prior to me. You know, we've had so many incredible performers um, from the UK, um, to name a few, Wade Barrett, William Regal, and I guess the most surprising of all, people might remember the British Bulldog from the 90s was such a huge <coughs> worldwide name. And, and nobody had actually won the Royal Rumble, you know, our big 30-man event. If you win the Royal Rumble, you can earn a shot. 
at the title at WrestleMania. No one had ever won that from the UK, and no one had ever won the big title. No one had ever won the WWE title. And to win the Royal Rumble, be the first ever British person, first ever Scotsman to do that, and then go on to WrestleMania and win the title this year, not once but twice, is, is unbelievable. And hopefully it shows people out there that no matter where you're from, no matter how far away your dreams seem, and how ridiculous people will tell you, because trust me, the amount of things I get told you're insane, Drew, throughout my life. You know, if you work hard enough, you can do anything. I'll repeat that over and over, and hopefully there's some kid listening to me right now, or some adult mm-hmm. listening to me right now who's been told they can't do something, because I've heard it so much. And to pull it off and to be the guy who's like broken ground and done things that haven't been done before is really, really cool. But there's plenty more to be done, and people can follow and in my footsteps, whatever their food is. And, and you got somebody, I mean, you know, there's so many statisticians these days, again, Drew, who'll sit and tell you that, listen, um, if you go here with uh, Brock and if you do win, uh, this is the outcome and this is what it will mean historically. Or do you just, are you one of those people that says, you know what, I'm ready for the next one. Keep them rolling. And if it is something historical, it's, it's a by the way thing. How, how do you function and motivate yourself? Uh, I mean, I try to appreciate everything, um, you know, as they happen in the moment. Like when I was younger, I never lived um, in the moment. I was so tense and on to the next thing all the time. And when I think back, I can't really remember everything so clearly because it was so go, go, go. But now if I do something and I understand this was really cool, I take the time to appreciate it. You know, I'm very appreciative of everything I do these days. And if it is something that makes history, and I take the moment, take it in and go, wow, that's really cool. And it shows you you're doing the right thing. You're working hard. You're always working like you're number two. And there's never a number one. Number one is Drew McIntyre tomorrow. So I'm always got that kind of mindset. But then I'm also setting goals all the time. I've got so many goals, it's ridiculous. Like once things start getting back to normal, things start opening back up. Like I've got big plans for multiple big events across the world. You know, the UK haven't had a significant pay-per-view since 1992. I plan to make that happen. I think South Africa deserves one. Australia's already had one. There's multiple countries that deserve these super events, and I've got many, many places in mind uh, that I want to take. You know, WWE take these super shows too. Now, the way you speak, and, and, and that's the one thing I could admire about you, Drew, is the fact that you're really inspiring, even if people have not watched your career. Um, there's just something about the way you articulate and the motivational side of you is there. The one thing that I want to know, though, any superstars that you initially looked up to, was they, that one person that you looked up to as a kid growing up saying that in whatever sport, that if I had to achieve even a fraction of what that person has been able to achieve, I would have gotten there in life and, um, or even had a chance to work with. What, what is that like for you just in terms of role play, role models, superstars, etc.? I mean, it's interesting. Um, when you're a kid, you know, obviously, these heroes you look up to are more athletes and actors, etc. So for me, personally, um, you know, in wrestling world, I was a big Bret Hitman Hart fan. I don't know why I was so driven to him. The big wrestlers of the time were larger-than-life giants like Hulk Hogan, an ultimate warrior, very colorful, very charismatic, giant, giant man. But Bret Hart was a little smaller. He was a little more relatable the way he talked, and he was very physical, and you could tell he was just a hard, hard worker and really loved what he did. And the way he told stories with his matches in the ring you know, were very compelling to me, even as a young kid. So I was always drawn uh, to Brett because I could just tell he had that strong work ethic and 
Arnold Schwarzenegger was another big one for me. Just like when I started learning about his story, you know how he came from Austria, you know achieved so much in the bodybuilding world, but also was achieving on the side in the real estate world. I was very, very smart, <clears throat> and then inevitably set his big goals in Hollywood and succeeded there as well. And everything he did, he just worked so, so hard, had such a crazy, crazy drive, and achieved things that seemed impossible. So those are a couple of guys I looked up to in that front. But as you get older and you start, you know, looking at the kind of real heroes of your life, and I look at my family, and like my mother especially, and like when I got to an age... When I realized, you know, my mother's story, like she was um, afflicted with a condition that was very rare in her early 20s that basically the balanced portion of her brain uh, ceased to exist. Like it's called cerebellum ataxia, cerebellum ataxia, where she couldn't walk anymore. She was taken to multiple doctors, <clears throat> told that one day you're going to be in a wheelchair, your brain's going to deteriorate, and that's going to be your life. And she wasn't going to take that. Her mother, my nana, wasn't going to take that. They found a way to stabilize her where she couldn't quite walk met my dad, got pregnant, was told you should not have this kid, you should abort. She said, I'd rather die, go screw yourself. She had me, she had my brother, and she made life growing up seem so normal. We had a very small apartment, a small flat we lived in. She would use the walls to balance off of because her balance wasn't quite right, but she did absolutely everything, never complained once. Eventually broke her foot so badly she had to use a wheelchair. Still wheeled herself around, did all the household chores, did everything for us made life seem normal until we got old enough to realize, why are we not helping her? She just made this so normal, never complained. And unfortunately, later on, she got cancer, <clears throat> which eventually took her. And not one time did she complain. And she just kept fighting through. When I look back, and when I get older, and I can appreciate what a real hero is, like my mom is a real hero. Wow, wow. I mean, that's an amazing story, Drew. And, 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 uh, and I'm glad that you get a sense of appreciation for her, even if, you know, it's years down the line. But the fact that you can narrate it, the fact that you can articulate uh, the story in as much detail as you've given us now. I mean, I, I just got goosebumps listening to that. And, and it is what drives us as human beings. It is that what drives us. I mean, I'm looking at social media right now. Uh, Prof. Mandru Bungan, it says that, you know, this is amazing. You know, an interview. Wow. The entire Drew, WWE, Sadi loves you. And um, I'll read a couple of more of those uh, that are coming through. There's also voice notes uh, that we are going to be listening to. So, yeah, lots of you on social media loving the chat. Why not? Let's listen to the voice notes. Madlubudu, this is Samuel Ndoli from Umlaza, but I'm calling uh, from Sushangove. I just want to say hi to Drew, uh, and you must just know that we love him a lot. We love wrestling, and congratulations for his achievements. Well done, bro. Well done, Drew McIntyre. Thank you. Bye. Good afternoon, Rob. Uh, it's Vuyo. Hi, uh, Robert. I'm very excited to hear that you're interviewing Drew. It's it's an exciting interview. It's my first time hearing uh, a WWE star that is uh, and being interviewed live on radio. My favorite radio, my favorite uh, WWE superstar. Uh, please tell Drew that he was a big part of our sports and entertainment. Like he is still a big part of us because they bring in a, a different flavor of entertainment that we're not used to and we are still excited about it in south africa so we love him very much we we love what they do we appreciate it thank you rob greetings i hope you're doing a little get there can you please ask the question for me this chair they're using the chairs lata hammer actually most of that instrument they're using there 
Is it real instrument or is it just a plastic or is it just a paper one? Because I noticed something when they playing there. The way they hit each other with the chair or hammer, especially that guy at Triple H when he's using a hammer. Please ask him for me that is it a real chair or what? This is Mkolis Dewey from Pantown. Thanks, Rob Marawa. Good evening, here. Uh, my question to him, um, can you tell us about his uh, rivalry with uh, uh, Roman Reigns? Because it's very, very exciting. And uh, yeah, thank you very much uh, for uh, really um, uh, coming, uh, you know, to the show and really tell us about your journey. Thank you. Hello, Radio 2000. I are the best Radio 2000. Mr. Marawa, I love you for this. You bring it, Drew. How are you, Mr. Drew? I'm your biggest fan here in South Africa. Loving the show, guys. Wow, 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 wow. Robert, you are having a hero there, my hero there. My name is Kusa Teti, my surname is Yales, I'm here in Kumbu. I'm just listening to the interview. Great uh, interview indeed. Uh, to you, Drew, yeah, you are inspiration, man. Look up to you, my number one fan. I'm your number one fan. Uh, keep the good work. Let's see what God brings. And uh, good luck. Thank you. Hey, Robert. Yeah, it's Bonzo here in Jubat Park. Yeah, you got a legend there, man. I just want to say to him, um, three, two, one, play more kick. <laughs> oh, Drew McIntyre, my guest to that. You, you get a sense, Drew, that people here in South Africa love you. They've been following you. They listen, watch, and anything you do they know about maybe just a quick response i mean i'll recap a couple of the maybe you didn't hear a couple of uh, the voice notes that were coming through but what do you make of just you know we just took a little sample of some of the uh, voice notes as incoming right now yeah it's really really cool uh, thank you for playing those and thank you everybody you know, for calling in and uh, leaving the voice notes for me it's you know clear and the fans are passionate about our product for one, and they know, uh, you know, about Drew McIntyre and what he's all about for two. And uh, so that's just really, really cool, you know, to hear that everyone's watching, enjoying the show, and you know, digging what I'm doing. It's the, the funny thing is, like, even though we have a lot of characters on the show, I'm doing the air quotations right now. What you see on TV is basically the guy you're talking to right now. It's that's just me in real life, the way I act on TV, and for people to kind of relate to me and be, um, you know, excited about what they're seeing on television. That's cool because what you see is what you get. That's the real Drew through and through. So thank you, everybody, uh, for those messages. Yeah. One of the questions, though, that came through, I didn't get the gentleman's name. He was just asking, saying that um, all the chairs, all the ladders, all the hammers, are, are those real? Or what can you tell us about that? Well, yeah, I can tell you they freaking hurt. <laughs> but, uh, I... I I wish, I wish they weren't, they weren't real. <laughs> I wish they were more like Hollywood movie props like, but now those things hurt. This, the worst thing by far is the chair. Like, that's, like, pray you never get hit by Randy Orton with a chair. That is the most painful thing I've ever felt in my entire life. If anyone wants to look back on YouTube and Randy Orton hits Drew McIntyre with a steel chair and watch how I react. Like, when he hits me, it's so painful that I'm paralyzed for a second. So, 
Yeah, those weapons don't feel good. So this exact same ones you can buy at the local, you know, um, like Home Depot or whatever the South African equivalent is. <laughs> I think there was one question. I think it was from Libra. He was asking about your big rivalry. Um, I think from what I picked up, was it Raymond Reigns or I'm not sure if it was Brock Lesnar, but uh, yeah, one of your your major, major rivalries as well. Which one would you say it is? Um, I mean, uh, obviously beating Brock Lesnar when the WWE Championship was um, the biggest thing I've done thus far. Because Brock Lesnar is such an animal of an athlete, um, you know, two-time UFC champion, multiple-time uh, WWE champion. Um, but my biggest rivalry, I think uh, he mentioned, was with Roman Reigns and is with Roman Reigns. It's ongoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting. You know, Roman has been the number one superstar in our company for multiple years now, main evented multiple WrestleManias. Is somebody that I looked up to and looked up to when I came back to the company, wanted to be like because he worked so hard day in, day out. It was a real workhorse of the company. It was 24-7 to him, not just when he shows up to work that day. It was non-stop seven days a week, and I wanted to be like him. Then WrestleMania came around. He disappeared for a few months on us, <clears throat> and then he returned with a whole new attitude. You know, he's very full of himself. He's letting the world know how good he is rather than being humble about it like he used to be, and I didn't take kindly to that. So Roman and I have a whole different dynamic going on right now where I'm essentially what he was like when he was appreciative and humble and worked hard, and now he's got the big head and is not humble whatsoever. And when I get the opportunity again, I'm going to bring him back down to earth. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Uh, so many people on Twitter are so excited saying that, you know, is this real? Are we really chatting to you? It, it is real. Marawa Sports Worldwide, going worldwide. We are in Scotland right now. And as we say, chatting to the great, the one and only, the man that everybody loves. And um, I, I, can't even, I can't even break down how many questions people do have for you. The, the one thing, though, Drew. Awesome. The, the one thing that I want to get from you before uh, we end the conversation is that having won the, the championship twice, what is next, though? What's next for Drew? What are some of the goals that you have for 2021? Not only 2021, I would say even beyond that. Um, the goals are endless. The funny thing is, you know, when I first won the title, I thought my goal was to become WWE champion, but when I lost it for three weeks and then regained it again, I realized that my lifelong goal was not to win the title. It was to remain champion. It's hard to get to the top of the mountain, even harder to stay on top of the mountain. So first and foremost, my goal um, is to remain champion as long as possible, keep that title, keep leading the company forward into the future. And the future is when we get the fans back in the building. You know, that's what I'm excited about, just obviously following as safe as possible, following the strictest CDC guidelines. And things are going to get back to normal. I'll be the one leading the charge. We're going to get fans back in the building. We're going to start touring again. And like I mentioned earlier, I want those super shows across the world. I want to get to South Africa. I want to stand in front of thousands of people in your country and raise the title up and say we're back. So that's what I look forward to most. All right. Uh, apparently, our voice note machine is almost crashing there, but let, let, let's squeeze in two more before we say goodbye to you, Drew. Let's hear what the people have to say. Good evening to all the MSW family. I want to know from you, Mr. McIntyre, that uh, who do you think is in the verge of replacing The Undertaker in terms of the streak in the greatest stage of them all? The WrestleMania. That's my only question. 
Jordan Rock is Muslim here from the Eastern Cape. I'm a very, very big fan of the WWE ever since I was a kid. I'm very happy that you are having Drew McIntyre on the show today. I know him ever since he was called uh, Drew McIntyre, the chosen one. Mm, those times when he first uh, arrived in the WWE. Then I saw him a few, just um, a few years back, returning to the WWE. Uh, after that, I saw him that he is developing uh, his physique. He's much more uh, bulk than he used to be before. He's an inspiration. Even the way he talks, um, the the way everything uh, around him is going uh, is very inspirational. I just want to say, true. Uh, uh, keep on doing what you're doing, my brother. I uh, love it. South Africa loves you. Uh, we are here. We are. We are fully behind you. Yeah. Good evening, Prarop. Kutera lona ikaidi chakipta. Prarop. Ah, you are the best. I rate you. Hundred percent. You bring us the great fighter in WWE wrestling, Drew McIntyre. He beat Brock Lesnar and I was very shocked and I was very, I was surprised to become the champion. I rate him one of the, I'm rating him one of the best fighters I ever seen in WWE. Him, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Undertaker, Goldberg, Strowman. They are they are the top fighters in the WWE. Each each and every game he's picking up, he's picking up through McIntyre Brock. Wish him all the best. May the God keep him in WWE because he's entertaining us. Thank you, Brother. Thank you so much indeed. May God keep him as far as entertainment is concerned. Lots and lots of love that is being shown here. Bash on social media on Twitter says that please ask Drew uh, if he will ever go back to Broken Dreams, the chosen one entrance. Oh, wow. And first of all, thank you again, everybody, for those messages. That's really cool. Thank you for taking the time uh, to show so much love. Uh, with the Broken Dreams thing, I hear about it every week. <laughs> it's unbelievable how many <laughs> how many tweets and requests I get for my, my old theme music that I had from, like, almost, almost 10 years ago. Like 10 years ago, actually, exactly. Um, I hope that we save it and use it for a big event. Like, I would really like to use it on, like, a significant show, like a WrestleMania and have it as a special one night only. And the amount of people that message me and talk about the song, everyone better know the words, because I hear about this song every single day. <laughs> so when we finally play it, I expect the whole crowd to sing every word. <laughs> well, hopefully the crowd will be back by then, not just virtually, but, you know, at the arena. The, the, the one, again, you know, before I let you go, Drew, they were asking about replacing the undertaker as far as wrestlemania is concerned saying any idea any thoughts around that uh that's not possible like 
I always say nothing's impossible. So I guess there's always a chance because some things I've done that people said was impossible, but the Undertaker is such an anomaly. And to go 21 years in a row undefeated at WrestleMania and our industry, where there's a very kind of limited shelf life, like those injuries pile up and eventually, you know, you're going to have to have to take a step back. But to go 21 years in a row undefeated and finish with a record of 23-2, and two, I believe his WrestleMania record is, is absolutely unbelievable and just a testament to his physical endurance and how tough he is because he kept pushing through unbelievable pain. If you've checked out the WWE Network, the last uh, Ride documentary series where he kind of reveals a little about himself in real life, I was around him when I was a kid during his last few years full-time on the road, and I watched him and marveled how much he was in physical pain backstage. But when he got to the ring, you would never know. He's six foot ten, three 328 pounds, flying about the ring like a cruiserweight. You would never know how much physical pain he was in, but he pushed through for years because he loves this industry so much. He loves the fans so much. And I think it would be very difficult for anyone to equal that WrestleMania record again. Drew, I can go on and on. The fans would love us to go on and on. But I want to thank you so much indeed for giving us not just... Uh, a conversation but for giving us your heart i think this conversation has had more than just what you would typically have in an interview so many inspired people on social media right now i want to thank you i hope as so many of our listeners have said that the man above blesses you with the successful uh, 2021 and beyond all of that and thank you so much for taking time and chatting to us here on marawa sports worldwide now thanks so much robert for having me this one i really you know, fun conversation. And, you know, when I have these kind of conversations, hopefully I can inspire a few people because I get inspired too. So thank you all for the messages for inspiring me also. And, you know, keep the chin up. Look for the positives during the negative times and learn some lessons right now. Things are going to get back to normal. WWE is going to be back to South Africa. And I can't wait to meet everybody in person one day. Thank you. I can't wait. I can't wait to meet you as well, Drew. Thank you so much indeed for chatting to us. Thank you. Take care, y'all.